Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. Thank you very much. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. She congratulated us, it's about us, on our victory. And I congratulated her and her family on a very, very hard-fought campaign. I mean, she, she fought very hard. Hillary has worked very long and very hard over a long period of time, and we owe her a major debt of gratitude for her service to our country. I mean that very sincerely. Now it's time for America to bind the wounds of division. We have to get together. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. It's time. I pledge to every citizen of our land that I will be president for all Americans, and this is so important to me. For those who have chosen not to support me in the past, of which there were a few people, I'm reaching out to you for your guidance and your help so that we can work together and unify our great country. As I've said from the beginning, ours was not a campaign, but rather an incredible and great movement made up of millions of hardworking men and women who love their country and want a better, brighter future for themselves and for their family. It's a movement comprised of Americans from all races, religions, backgrounds, and beliefs who want and expect our government to serve the people and serve the people it will. Working together, we will begin the urgent task of rebuilding our nation and renewing the American dream. I've spent my entire life in business looking at the untapped potential in projects and in people all over the world. That is now what I want to do for our country. Tremendous potential. I've gotten to know our country so well. Tremendous potential. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Every single American will have the opportunity to realize his or her fullest potential. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. We are going to fix our inner cities and rebuild our highways, bridges, tunnels, airports, schools, hospitals. We're going to rebuild our infrastructure. 
which will become, by the way, second to none. And we will put millions of our people to work as we rebuild it. We will also finally take care of our great veterans who've been so loyal, and I've gotten to know so many over this 18-month journey. The time I've spent with them during this campaign has been among my greatest honors. Our veterans are incredible people. We will embark upon a project of national growth and renewal. I will harness the creative talents of our people, and we will call upon the best and brightest to leverage their tremendous talent for the benefit of all. It's going to happen. We have a great economic plan. We will double our growth and have the strongest economy anywhere in the world. At the same time, we will get along with all other nations willing to get along with us. We will be. We'll have great relationships. We expect to have great, great relationships. No dream is too big. No challenge is too great. Nothing we want for our future is beyond our reach. America will no longer settle for anything less than the best. We must reclaim our country's destiny and dream big and bold and daring. We have to do that. We're going to dream of things for our country and beautiful things and successful things once again. I want to tell the world community that while we will always put America's interests first, we will deal fairly with everyone, with everyone. All people and all other nations. We will seek common ground, not hostility, partnership, not conflict. And now, I'd like to take this moment to thank some of the people who really helped me with this, what they are calling tonight, very, very historic victory. First, I want to thank my parents, who I know are looking down on me right now. Great people. I've learned so much from them. They were wonderful in every regard. I had truly great parents. I also want to thank my sisters, Marianne and Elizabeth, who are here with us tonight. And where are they? They're here someplace. They're very shy, actually. And my brother, Robert, my great friend. Where is Robert? Where is Robert? My brother, Robert. And they should all be on this stage, but that's okay. They are great. And also, my late brother, Fred. Great guy. Fantastic guy. Fantastic family. I was very lucky. Great brothers, sisters, great, unbelievable parents. To Melania and Don. And Ivanka. And Eric. And Tiffany. And Baron, I love you and I thank you, and especially for putting up with all of those hours. This was tough. This was tough. 
This political stuff is nasty and it's tough. So I want to thank my family very much. Really fantastic. Thank you all. Thank you all. And Lara, unbelievable job. Unbelievable. Vanessa, thank you. Thank you very much. What a great group. You've all given me such incredible support, and I will tell you that we have a large group of people. You know, they kept saying we have a small staff. Not so small. Look at all the people that we have. Look at all of these people. And Kellyanne, and Chris, and Rudy, and Steve, and David. We have got we have got tremendously talented people up here, and I want to tell you, it's been, it's been very, very special. I want to give a very special thanks to our former mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He traveled with us, and he went through meetings. And see that, Rudy? Never changes. Where's Rudy? Where is he? Rudy. Governor Chris Christie, folks, was unbelievable. Thank you, Chris. The first man, first senator, first major, major politician, and let me tell you, he is highly respected in Washington because he's as smart as you get. Senator Jeff Sessions. Where's Jeff? Great man. Another great man. Very tough competitor. He was not easy. He was not easy. Who was that? Is that the mayor that shut up? <laughs> Is that Rudy? Oh, Rudy got up here. Another great man who has been uh, really a, a friend to me. But I'll tell you, I got to know him as a competitor because he was one of the folks that was negotiating to go against those Democrats. Dr. Ben Carson. Where's Ben? Where is Ben? And by the way, Mike Huckabee is here someplace, and he is fantastic. Mike and his family, Sarah, thank you very much. General Mike Flynn. Where is Mike? And General Kellogg. We have over 200 generals and admirals that have endorsed our campaign. And they're special people, and it's really an honor. We have 22 Congressional Medal of Honor recipients. We have just tremendous people. A very special person who believed me, and, you know, I'd read reports that I wasn't getting along with him. I never had a bad second with him. He's an unbelievable star. He is... That's right. How did you possibly guess? So, let me tell you about Reince. And I've said this. I said Reince, and I know it. I know it. Look at all those people over there. I know it. Reince is a superstar. But I said, they can't call you a superstar, Reince, unless we win. Because you can't be called a superstar like Secretariat. If Secretariat came in second, Secretariat would not have that big, beautiful bronze bust at the track at Belmont. But I'll tell you, Reince is really a star. And he is the hardest working guy. And in a certain way, I did this. Reince, come up here. Where is Reince? Get over here, Ryan. 
Boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's about time you did this right. Huh? My God. Yeah, say a few words. All right, come on. Say something. Ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, Donald Trump. Thank you. It's been an honor. God bless. Thank God. Amazing guy. Our partnership with the RNC was so important to the success and what we've done. So I also have to say I've gotten to know some incredible people, the Secret Service people. They're tough and they're smart and they're sharp. And I don't want to mess around with them, I can tell you. And when I want to go and wave to a big group of people and they rip me down and put me back down in the seat. But they are fantastic people, so I want to thank the Secret Service. And law enforcement in New York City, they're here tonight. These are spectacular people, sometimes underappreciated, unfortunately. But we appreciate them. We know what they go through. So it's been what they call a historic event. But to be really historic, we have to do a great job. And I promise you that I will not let you down. We will do a great job. We will do a great job. I look very much forward to being your president. And hopefully at the end of two years or three years or four years or maybe even eight years, you will say, so many of you worked so hard for us, but you will say that, you will say that that was something that you were really were very proud to do. And, and I can thank you very much. And I can only say that while the campaign is over, our work on this movement is now really just beginning. We're going to get to work immediately for the American people. And we're going to be doing a job that hopefully you'll be so proud of your president. You'll be so proud. Again, it's my honor. It was an amazing evening. It's been an amazing two-year period. And I love this country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to Mike Pence. Thank you, everybody. And there you have it. Donald Trump, president-elect of the United States. That was his acceptance speech from last night around a little after 3 a.m. Eastern time, I believe. I don't even know what to do uh, for the show today. I'm honestly, I'm still a little bit shocked, as I'm sure many of you probably are as well. You know, I said yesterday on the show, my head says there's no way for Trump to win on paper. It just doesn't happen. But my gut says that he's somehow going to end up winning anyway. And uh, turns out my my head was wrong and my gut was right. And I just, I had that premonition because everything has defied reason as far as political prowess and know-how and 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 
it's it's amazing. It's historic. And yesterday, I, I prepared. I prepared a show for if Trump won, and I prepared a show for if Hillary won, so that it would be done, so that I could just go home and enjoy the election returns. I watched returns for, oh, I think, let me see, 11, I watched returns for a little over eight hours yesterday. My dog was not impressed. She, she thought that we should be doing something else, and that, uh, when when I thought we were going to win, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. So last night, uh, at uh, let me see, what time was this? Um, I'm trying to think here. I want to say seven p.m our time pacific time what when was it yeah i think 7:30 p.m. our time is when i said that he was going to win i was tweeting i was well i tweeted all kinds of stuff if you wanted my thoughts on the election you should have been following me on twitter because that's where it all was um and i was texting i don't know how many different people i was texting and it was about 7 30 uh my time that uh i was like this it's over he won uh, amazing i started watching what once they weren't calling pennsylvania because I, I worked two statewide campaigns in Pennsylvania, I followed the Pennsylvania polls closely. I, I know where to go to look at Pennsylvania returns, and I know which counties tend to go which direction. And I was looking at the Pennsylvania numbers, and last night at, uh, before 10 Eastern time, I was texting people, and I'm like, he's going he's gonna to win Pennsylvania. And I'd said that. I think I'm one of the only people on the planet that said that Trump would carry Pennsylvania. Now, I got Florida wrong. I really thought Hillary was going to pull it out in Florida. But I just felt that Trump had it in Pennsylvania. I mean, when you couple the Philadelphia transit strike with uh, Obamacare is wreaking havoc in Pennsylvania right now, and then add to that that uh, you have uh, the bitter clingers. In Pennsylvania, if you will. Oh, you know what? I meant to look that up. I didn't look up yet how many Amish voted, but a good number of Amish uh, turned out to vote in this presidential election, which Trump ended up winning Pennsylvania by just over 70,000 votes. But I was looking at the numbers when 65% of Pennsylvania had been counted, Trump had gotten to within 30,000 votes. All right. Then it got up to 71% and he was falling. It was down to like 40,000 votes. But I was looking at the counties. I knew that all the cities, the bulk of the city votes had already been counted. It was just the Pennsylvania rural counties that were coming in. And then when they said uh, he was going to win Wisconsin, at that point, it was it was all over because I knew Pennsylvania was coming. Wisconsin put him over the top even without Pennsylvania. So at that point, he wins Wisconsin. So what do I do? I'm like, this is over. Donald Trump won. I can't believe this. This is insane. This is crazy. All my devices are dying. Like, I'm trying to use my laptop to follow uh, the Pennsylvania election returns. My phone is dead. So I go, I make this delicious, delicious milkshake, really. It was a mint chocolate chip milkshake. I made it. It was the perfect texture. It was the perfect election night excitement beverage. Um, my milkshake. 
and I, I left it on the counter. I went to go plug in my then very dead phone. <sighs> Come back. I'd left the milkshake on the counter. My dog, Liberty, felt that she needed to also enjoy the election night since she had been watching me sit on the couch rather than play with her. I'm sure this had something to do with it. She climbed up onto the couch. <laughs> if I, if the milkshake hadn't been so perfect, I would probably have been quite irritated with her. But it was just, it was, it was kind of cute. I know, I, I feel terrible because there was chocolate in it, but you know, it's not my fault. My dog disobeyed. She's not allowed on the couch. She's not allowed on the counter. I mean, sometimes they just disobey. So I come out, she's up on the counter. Like, she's not even on the couch. Like, she can't stand on the couch and get on the counter. She's on the arm of the couch. So she climbed up on the couch on the arm. She's balancing on the arm of the couch. Her hind, her back legs, her front legs are on the counter so that she's, like, up over top of it. And her little snout was just small enough to fit inside that cup. And she's drinking my milkshake. So what did I do? Well, she spent a little bit of time in the doghouse for getting up on the couch and drinking my milkshake. And then I, I just, I, you know, I had to make another one. Because at any moment they were going to call the election for Trump. Except they kept not calling it. Then Trump gets to 80, 81% of the vote is total in Pennsylvania. Trump is within 0.2% of winning. At 82% reporting MPA, he took the lead. At that point, they should have called it. There was nothing left to come in from the cities. He, Toomey was ahead. Uh, they called Toomey earlier. The AP finally called it for Trump. And then, uh, apparently, I fell asleep about three minutes before Fox News finally called it. Uh, for, called Pennsylvania for Trump and the race for Trump. And then, of course, his speech came out after that. So I missed it because I, I fell asleep. At that point, I had been awake for, for many hours because I get up early to, to do this show. And uh, I was trying. I kept saying, all right, five more minutes. I'm going to give him five more minutes to call Pennsylvania. I knew I knew he won because I'd been watching it all night. And I knew it was in Pennsylvania. Decision Desk HQ had called it. The, and once the AP called it, I was like, I, I, okay, I'll give him five more minutes, five more minutes. And apparently in one of those five more minutes, I fell asleep. But based on the text messages that I got, which were in the hundreds um i apparently i fell asleep i think about three minutes before they announced that he had won pennsylvania which of course uh, put him over the top interesting fun fact side fact for you harambe the uh the gorilla eleven thousand people voted for harambe so there's there's that uh here in and, and i I don't I don't know how much of this we're going to have time to get into today. We're waiting for Hillary is going to be giving her concession speech here within a few minutes. So we are going to air that uh, live because this is this is historic. That's why I played Trump's entire speech. Well, one, because I, I as I just said, I, I fell asleep before it and I really wanted to hear it. And in case you had fell asleep also, it's it's historic. I mean, look at the numbers across the board. He carried Pennsylvania. No one, except for me, thought he was going to carry Pennsylvania. He took Florida, which Earl exit returns out of Florida when, oh my goodness, when Florida results started coming in last night, it looked really bad. Like, it looked like we were going to know that Hillary was a winner 
before it even got to the West Coast to for any reason whatsoever. It just uh, it it looked so bad. I'm telling you, I, I don't want to wax Trumpish right now, but I know some people and the best people, and they were like, "Yes, not looking good out the gate." And I really thought that my Florida prediction was going to come true, that Hillary was going to take Florida, and then the dominoes were just going to fall into place for her, and the night was going to end. But when he kept it competitive in Florida, and then if you were watching the Ohio numbers, they waited so long to call Ohio. He he ran away with Ohio. They should have called that one way earlier. Um, and then North Carolina, when he was keeping North Carolina competitive, and he was keeping Michigan competitive, and he's keeping Minnesota competitive, that was just it's amazing. He won Pennsylvania. Nobody said he was going to win Pennsylvania. He won Wisconsin. Nobody said he was going to win Wisconsin. I don't. Th- as, uh, Fox hasn't officially declared Michigan yet, but he's going to win in Michigan. He's ahead there. About 17,000 votes right now. Uh, no one has called Minnesota. Clinton's most likely going to win yeah, I don't know why Fox hasn't called Minnesota. Clinton's going to win Minnesota. She's ahead by 43,000 votes with 99% in. Uh, Arizona, again, uh, that one, they haven't called that one because we only have 73% of the vote uh, counted. And they are, uh, Trump has a pretty solid lead there, about 130,000 votes. But again, that's only 73% of the total. So that's the only one that I really understand why Fox uh, hasn't called it uh well there's also new hampshire which is very very close but you know we probably won't we probably won't know new hampshire for days uh in alaska uh trump is killing it but we don't, we have less than 70 percent of the vote right now so they haven't called that one either which it doesn't necessarily matter because he won but when this is all said and done uh he he's gonna go from Where's he at? He's at 274. Pennsylvania put him at 274. He's going to pick up Alaska. That'll put him at 277. He's going to pick up Arizona, 288. He's going to probably pick up Michigan. That's um, 298, 304. And then if he somehow manages to pull out New Hampshire, that would put him at 308. I Actually, I don't think he, he will recover that in New Hampshire, so it'll probably be at 304. Did anyone have an electoral college map that had Trump going over 300 electoral college votes? I mean, they should have... If you had that, you were smarter than every political pundit in America. But, you know, before we we say too much about the punditry and how the polls were so wrong, there is something you need to know. All right? So, and I'm not taking away from Trump's win at all, from Pence's win. I'm ecstatic, by the way, that Mike Pence is my vice president. Um, Because Pence is a great guy, and he loves God. And we need people that love God. You know, for all this talk of we're not electing a pastor-in-chief, we need people, we need leaders that fear God and eschew evil. All right, so but so back to the punditry, and I don't know if we're going to have time. We'll see how when Hillary comes in here with her speech. Uh, again, for those of you that are listening to the rerun, 
of this show uh, tonight. We're live uh, 7 to 8 a.m. Pacific time. Hillary is scheduled to give her speech at 7.30 a.m. Pacific time, so that's why we're going to be airing that in its entirety. So if you're listening to the rerun, you may have already caught that, but uh, it, it is breaking news here during our live hour. Um, so anyway, I'm not sure if we're going to get to Nevada itself today. Uh, Nevada really, in my opinion, was the very, very low spot for Republicans last night. Nevada was, if you're a Democrat in Nevada, you you are having a very bittersweet morning because Democrats did exceptionally well in Nevada. Um, the, the background check passed, question one passed, marijuana, question two passed, uh, the um, electric, breaking up the electric monopoly, Question three passed. Uh, question four, a medical devices tax passed. The Clark County gas tax passed. Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto won for Harry Reid's seat. Um, Hillary won here big. And uh, uh, Kuhn defeated Congressman Crescent Hardy, uh, who was the incumbent in my district. So it was a, it was a huge night for Democrats in Nevada. Um, Really, I, I thought Democrats would win Nevada. I didn't think they would win at the levels that they did. Uh, actually, what happened here is what I thought would happen in Florida, because in Florida, Democrats registered 600,000 new voters to something like 40,000 for Republicans uh, in the state of Florida just this year, which is incredible. And I don't know how Trump made up that difference. In Florida, well, actually, I do have a theory, but again, I don't know how much we're going to be able to get into all this today. Uh, Cuban Americans in Florida made the difference there. Bitter clingers in Pennsylvania made the difference there. Um, but okay, so I was trying to make a point about the the punditry and how everyone is is knocking the the polls for being so wrong. Yes, they were wrong, but let me explain to you for a second why they were wrong. It's not necessarily because they were in the tank for Hillary, although I think that anyone that tells you that the media wasn't biased towards Hillary was not watching anything other than Fox News last night because there was like a literal meltdown on every uh, news station that was not Fox News. Fox News hosts were a little bit giddy. I watched Fox for most of the evening. Actually, I didn't really watch. Uh, it was background noise. I, I follow more online because you can get much faster uh, results, much more accurate results by following uh, local uh, political and election teams on on Twitter. is amazing for information as well as the individual states' websites from their Secretary of States. If you are a political junkie, that is where you should be looking on election night because those are the real numbers. But anyway, so here's the reason, okay? One, exit polls, which are increasingly wrong, but we still pay a lot of attention to them. An exit poll suggested that Hillary was doing exceptionally well. Early voting suggested that Hillary was doing very well. And at the end of the day, which isn't completely over yet because I know they're still counting some votes, but as of right now, when I started uh, the show, when I had time to look at these numbers, uh, Trump had garnered 58.1 million votes to win. Mitt Romney 
Now, get this now. Mitt Romney got 60.9, basically 61 million votes, and he lost. So, when this is said and done, Trump is going to have received somewhere between 1 and 2 million votes less than what Mitt Romney received, and yet he has emerged victorious while Mitt Romney uh, lost his race. Now... Uh, let me check. Actually, okay, it's up. Uh, it's now Trump is at about 50, almost, he's almost hit 59 million. Uh, he may or may not break that threshold. But so it's about a two, two million vote difference is what we're looking at. Romney received two million more votes. And yet Mitt Romney lost. So what's the difference? Hillary Clinton right now is under 59 million votes. Nationwide. Democrats in 2002 votes for Obama, 62.6 million votes there. So you had a 4.5 million Democrat vote difference from 2012 to 2016. That tells me two things. That tells me, one, this country really did not want Hillary Clinton to be president. And again, not detracting anything from Trump's victory. It's a historic win. But I believe that this election was more so a referendum against Hillary Clinton than it was a, a, an incredible uh, enthusiasm for Trump. I believe it was more of an against Hillary vote uh, because of these numbers. And two... Um, um, Democrats were not energized. Democrats did not show up and vote. If Bernie Sanders had been the Democratic candidate, I I don't think Trump would have stood a chance, because he he's going when this is said and done, he's going to end up with about two million votes less than what Romney had, and yet that was enough for him to win, because Democrats did not show up to vote, which means that one, they were not enthused about Hillary. Or, and possibly also, uh, they thought she was going to win so they didn't feel the need to come out and vote. Either way, the numbers tell a story. And we're going to learn more about these things and the different numbers as uh, we move forward. Obviously, things are still very early. We don't even have all the votes counted in all the different states yet. Um, Hillary's uh, concession speech should be coming at any time now. We're going to bring that to you live, pending that it happens during uh, our sh- our showtime. And even if it comes a little bit later, we probably still will. Uh, while we wait for that, I'm going to try and figure out what is happening. If it's been delayed again, it was originally scheduled for about an hour ago. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to play I Can Only Imagine from Veritas, because, I mean, really, there's there's a lot of things that we should be thinking about today. Um, when we get back, I, there's so many different directions that I could take this. I, I have so many notes that I had written up yesterday. I'm just not sure what direction uh, I want to go with this, or if I'll save most of what the, the, the general review of the night for tomorrow and just uh, talk about some general things here today since we had the Trump acceptance speech and now waiting for Hillary's concession speech. Uh, We'll see. I will try and figure this out in the next few minutes while I let you listen to I Can Only Imagine from Veritas. Don't go away. We have Hillary's concession speech coming up in just minutes. You know, I... 
I was talking to my dad this morning, and he really he cracked me up. It's because of people like my dad that Donald Trump won, literally. He sent me this picture yesterday. It's absolutely classic, and I believe it tells the story of this election perfectly. Um, He sent a picture of himself at the polls, ready to go in and vote. My dad literally wore a clothespin on his nose to the polling place. This this is what Pennsylvania is all about. (laughs) But, okay, so I have some... um, I'm trying to get from my friends on the ground in Pennsylvania if they know how many Amish showed up to vote. I don't have that yet, but here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Okay, There's been an active effort for the past several elections to get the Amish out and get them voting. Amish voter registrations have been rising with each of the past few uh, elections, but they have not yet... uh, They've not yet really voted in mass. But this year, uh, a, form, a, a group that had been working, I believe, with Dr. Ben Carson. Yeah, it was a Carson super PAC. Uh, Carson was extremely popular in central Pennsylvania where the bulk of the, of the state's Amish population is. They transitioned. They redirected uh, their efforts into forming a, a PAC solely for the purpose of reaching the Amish community. They went door-to-door to every registered voter in, uh, in, 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 in Lancaster that was Amish and t- gave them rides to polling places. They went door-to-door. Their, their entire purpose was to register Amish voters. Okay, And by the time this... It's literally called Amish Pack. By the time... They, by the time polls opened yesterday, they had registered 69,000 Amish voters. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. If Amish start voting in mass, I mean, 69,000 is nothing in the, in the Amish population of Pennsylvania. But, but, do you know, with 99.66% of the Pennsylvania vote tallied. Uh, Donald Trump, hang on, let me get a calculator here so that I get this right. So I don't want it to be wrong. Let me see. Uh, Donald Trump is winning Pennsylvania by 74,000 votes. Tell me the Amish vote. Tell me the bitter clingers in Pennsylvania didn't swing this thing for Donald Trump. Now again, he's, he's going to win... Most likely, he's going to carry Michigan, he's going to carry Arizona, he's going to carry Alaska. So in the end, it would have put him over the top anyway. But if you want to talk about Pennsylvania, you need to look at people like my friend Chet Byler. You need to look at people like, um, uh, where's this guy's name? I just saw it. Ben Walters, who founded this Amish pack that specifically targeted Amish men to go and vote. I'm assuming they didn't target Amish women. I could be wrong. Um, I don't have official official numbers there because, again, I haven't heard from from my friends on the ground. But this this was a huge impact in, in Pennsylvania. All right, we're still waiting for Hillary's uh, remarks here. 
Presumably, she will begin them before this show is scheduled to end. If that happens, we will bring them to you live. President Obama is set to address the nation at 12.15 Eastern Time, which would be 9.15 on the West Coast. Uh, he's also uh, called Donald Trump and invited him to the White House, which I actually was I was very impressed to see that this morning. I think that's a great uh, gesture from him. All right, while well, we continue to wait for Hillary Clinton... Oh, oh, something is happening. They're setting up, tel- they're checking teleprompters. All right, so Hillary should be out here in just a few minutes. We will bring you her speech. Uh, this will be her concession speech live as it happens. Um, so, huge night for the GOP last night in America. Uh, we, we, the GOP maintained control of, of Congress. They held the Senate. They picked up the White House. We we haven't had this in so long, and the opportunity is so great right now for the Republican Party to do a lot of good in this country. And now is the time. the the word, If if you're a Republican, if you're a Christian in this country, the work is not over. Now, the work has just begun, and I'm going to get into this more uh, tomorrow because I simply ran out of time. Quite frankly, I didn't think this is the result we would have today, uh, so I didn't think that we would be looking this extensively at numbers and different things. But our hope was never in, as Christians, really as anyone, our hope was never in who won the election. Our hope has always been and will always be in Jesus Christ. And quite frankly, though we may have many people excited that Donald Trump is president. We may have many people depressed that Donald Trump is president. In the end, it doesn't really matter who's president. Our hope isn't in Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or or even in controlling Congress or if the people we like get on the Supreme Court. That's not where our hope is. Our hope is in Jesus Christ because our time here on earth is so short. We get 80, maybe 90 years and then it's over. And then, quite frankly, I, I, I don't know that it's going to matter all that much who you voted for yesterday. But what I know is going to make a difference is if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You know, our country will have Donald Trump for, for four, maybe eight years. Where will your, your soul be forever? So excited sad whatever emotional state you find yourself in this morning this is this is just a fleeting moment in time it's just a speck in history because eternity you are you will go on forever it's just a matter of where that happens and there's only two options either heaven or hell and jesus christ is the only way for you to get to heaven And I'm, I'll talk more about that tomorrow. It's, it, it was going to be the bulk of my show today. I just I, I was so fascinated last night watching numbers come in that I really wanted to address uh, some of the things that we've talked about today. Uh, still waiting for Hillary. They're, they're getting things set up. Looks like she will be speaking here, giving her concession speech in just a few moments. She had called uh, President-elect Trump last night to concede, uh, but... Uh, Podesta at that point had already come out and announced to the Hillary rally that they were uh, waiting for some more numbers, had asked everyone to go home. Um, honestly, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if Hillary was just 
too tired at that point to come out and give a concession speech. And I don't mean that in a mean way at all. It was it was after I think it was post three a.m. Uh, East Coast time, and the, the campaign is grueling. It's incredibly grueling. Um, but so uh, the GOP. I mentioned this a few minutes ago. I'm sorry, my brain is just going everywhere, and I'm trying to keep up with it and make it somewhat coherent for you. <laughs> So the GOP has the House, has the Senate, has the White House, so much potential for good. We need to be praying for our country. We need to be praying for Donald Trump. We need to be praying for our leaders in Congress. Uh, We need to be praying uh, for the Senate. Uh, They are going to be making an appointment to the Supreme Court, I believe, very quickly uh, once Donald Trump is sworn in in January. We need to be praying that the right person would be chosen to fill that role. We need to be praying for the, the one to three additional Supreme Court uh, picks that, that Trump may have the opportunity to make. We need to, uh, if, we need to prepare for, for two years from now because uh, if it won't do any good for Donald Trump to be president if he doesn't have the Senate uh, two years from now, and needing to make Supreme Court nominations after that. So we need to be praying for our leaders. We need to pray for unity and peace in our country and around the world and in Jerusalem. Uh, my top three priorities, I mean, I mean, the GOP is in control. The potential for them to do good in, has not been greater in, in, in over a decade. We have not had this potential in well over a decade. So my top three things. We need constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. These are these are three things, by the way, that can be accomplished, uh, I believe, very, very quickly once Trump is is sworn in. We need a constitutionalist appointed to the Supreme Court. We have one right now, more potentially to come. That needs to happen, and that needs to happen quickly. We need Obamacare to be repealed and replaced quickly. This is literally driving businesses out of our country. This is killing small businesses. And number three, the tax code needs to be simplified. The tax code needs to be simplified. So that in 2017, or rather 2018, when you're doing your 2017 taxes, can you imagine if you could do your taxes on a postcard? I mean, angels would sing. I just feel in my heart that angels would sing if I could do my taxes on a postcard. Like, I would make my dog a milkshake, and I would, we would both be having milkshakes if I could do my taxes on a postcard. That is like, oh, happy day that would be. Um, then, obviously, Trump, he needs to follow through on immigration, on his immigration promises. We need to reform the immigration system in this country. We need to build uh, a wall. It may sound cliche, but uh, that is something that needs to be done. We're still waiting for Hillary. This is our uh, post-election coverage here on The Friddle Show. For those of you listening to the rerun, our live coverage is happening uh, at 7.53 a.m. right now on the Pacific Coast. And we are just waiting for Hillary Clinton to come give her uh, concession speech. Um, So where was I? Oh, immigration. He needs to... He needs to follow through on his promises on immigration. We need to repeal some of Obama's uh, executive orders. We need, and I don't, 
I don't know if he would go there. A defensive marriage act nationally would be would be fantastic. Um, oh, I'm just sorry. I'm looking at some. I'm getting texts. I'm getting texts constantly. I have a feeling this will go on throughout the day. But uh, my sister just voted that one, two, three, four, five, five of us on the family thread get kicked out of the family thread and start our own uh, start our own text thread because we are blowing up their phones. Um, all right, so we're still waiting for Hillary again. Donald Trump, if you didn't stay up, haven't looked at the news, have no idea, he won handily last night in the Electoral College. He's currently behind in the popular vote by about uh, 60, 65,000 votes, looks like right now. That will probably narrow somewhat, but at the end of the day, looks like he will lose the popular vote and win the Electoral College. You know, I had a lot of people uh, last night in the past few weeks going, well, what is the point of the Electoral College? The Electoral College is stupid. Now, granted, these were mostly people who wanted Donald Trump to win, and they thought that the Electoral College was going to deprive him of that victory, so in that case it was dumb. Then, uh, then last night I had uh, uh, same, same, same genre of people saying, what is the point of the popular vote? <laughs> okay, so the point is it's a, it's a balance. When our founders set up our country, they established checks and balances all over the place. So the purpose of the Electoral College is so that your vote actually matters. Because without the Electoral College, there would be zero reason uh, for someone like uh, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump to come to Nevada uh, to go to, you know, say, say Reno, or uh, for someone like Donald Trump to go to a place like Hershey, Pennsylvania. No, if all it is is driving out people numbers, then Hillary, I can tell you exactly what she would have done. She's going to focus all of her time in, uh, in L.A., and in New York City, big cities where you can drive out numbers of people. Then, uh, you know, you've got Trump. Where's he? He's going to be in Texas. He's going to be just solely going after the numbers game. The whole point of the Electoral College was so that every state would matter. I mean, no one would ever campaign in Iowa if it didn't have electoral college votes. I'm sorry, Iowa. I love you, but I'm just saying politicians wouldn't if you didn't have electoral college votes. That's just a fact. No one would probably campaign in Nevada, quite frankly. We only have we have six electoral college votes, which makes us relevant. But uh you know, it, it, it just wouldn't happen. That's why there's the electoral college. So that your vote matters. So the popular vote is just a reflection of all of the uh, popular votes in each individual state. It's about states' rights and states' importance. Okay, still waiting for former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton to come give her concession speech. Pending that she does this within the next few minutes here, we'll just keep going and keep waiting for her. But it looks like it will be a few more minutes, so... Uh, let's play. Oh, let's play. My debt was paid from the Collingsworth family. Uh, I'm going to keep waiting and watching here. If we get Hillary coming out in the next few minutes, we will break away to her speech. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for going out and voting, for doing your civic duty. Uh, it's uh, it's. 
It's a new day in America. Literally, we have witnessed uh, history, no matter what the result had been. I talked about this yesterday. We were going to see history uh, happen here in the United States. All right, we're going to play My Debt Was Paid from the Collingsworth Family. This is the Frittle Show on 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio. I believe Hillary's speech will be coming here momentarily, and we will bring that to you uh, as it happens. We'll break back in from the music. Stay with us. All right, welcome back. I'm Crystal Heath. You're listening to the end of the Frittle Show here on KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. We're going a little bit over time today because it looks like uh, Hillary Clinton may actually be going to give her concession speech now. We're going to bring that to you live if it happens. It was originally scheduled for... uh, uh, When was it originally scheduled for? It was supposed to happen 7.30. So it was originally scheduled for 9.30 Eastern Time, then moved to 10.30 Eastern Time, now scheduled for uh, 11.00. A.M. Eastern Time, so it should be any second. I mean, we've got, uh, I can play you what's happening now. We've got this, we've got this uh, patriotic-ish melody happening. The stage appears to be all set up. The teleprompters are there. Anticipate that she would be out here in just a few moments. We've got, uh, they're checking her podium right now. Oh, the music has come to an end. Oh, the music is back. The music is um, just got much more exciting. I can no longer play the music that they are playing on the station because um, I don't know what they're trying to do with this. Pump up the crowd, I guess. Yeah. All right. Wow. It's about to give me a headache. Um. All right, I'm going to stop. Uh, I had that going you can do this thing on radio where I can hear one thing in one ear and one thing in the other ear, and my one ear was was ready to fire me, so I had to I had to turn it off because mostly I want to end the day with two ears. I mean, the day started out well, so I'd like it to end the same way. I have a lot more respect for for uh, people that cover such things. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was Shepard Smith. Was he covering on Fox Business? I saw a lot of people complaining last night about Shepard Smith coverage. He wasn't on Fox. Fox was uh, was like Brett Barron, Megyn Kelly, and they had a couple panels. And then there was every other network, which was in complete meltdown mode. But uh, you know, I had people. I heard different people complaining about Shepard Smith, and I'm like, the man has been talking for seven, eight, nine hours. At some point, he's going to run out of things to say. I mean, I've been waiting for Hillary to play her concession speech for you guys for the last uh, hour and a half, and um, you know, I'm 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 just about maxed out myself. I mean, actually, I have a ton more things to say about the election, which I'll get into tomorrow. But technically, my show is done, and uh, and I have to leave the studio here in just a, a matter of minutes. So I'm hoping that she comes out so I can play this for you guys before I need to go. Uh, but I'm you know I'm just I'm saving. I'm saving my show stuff for tomorrow. So really, I'm just, I'm just biding time here. Maybe I said, let's see, do they have patriotic music back? No, no, it's still the, um, still some heavy metal something happening there. Uh, well, she was expected to give this speech last night at the Jacob Javits Center. She tweeted out. Let me see if I can find this for you while we're waiting. You knew things were not looking good. Um, where is her? No, 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 no. 
Hillary Clinton account, her actual account. Um, so at, let's see, at 6 p.m. our time, at 9 p- just before 9 p.m. Eastern time last night, they haven't, at that point, they haven't called Florida. They haven't called Ohio. They haven't called any of the swing states. So before any network calls any swing state, Hillary's Twitter account tweeted out, this team has so much to be proud of. Whatever happens tonight, thank you for everything. Now, while that's a very gracious tweet, when I saw that tweet, that was the moment that I knew things are not going as the Clinton camp anticipated. Something is wrong with the exit polls. Something big is about to happen. Uh, And it did, and Hillary's Twitter predicted it. Amazingly. Oh, now they're playing... Sounds like they're playing We Will... We will, we will rock you. That doesn't seem entirely appropriate um, for the concession speech pre-game music. But, you know, to each their own. So she tweeted that out. It looked like she was, uh, it looked like things were going downhill and then they just plummeted. And there is this, there is this national meltdown happening on social media. The number one trend all morning on Twitter has been not my president. Which is is sad, really, um, because if Hillary had won, I, I think you would have seen maybe more graciousness on the part of those that would consider themselves on the side of the loser. Maybe not. I mean, uh, Trump has some bombastic followers, too, but I'm just not sure it would have been the number one trend. The other thing that's happening, trending on Twitter right now, is Planned Parenthood. There is all kinds of stuff happening on Twitter right now where where liberals and leftists are very paranoid that uh, that Planned Parenthood is going to get defunded. And so they're encouraging people. Planned Parenthood is doing a huge push right now for, for funding. Um, there's, liberals are saying go fund uh, Planned Parenthood, go fund the ACLU. These have just become very important organizations. So that is... That is interesting to me. All right, the music has stopped again. Could this mean that Hillary is actually going to emerge and give her concession speech? Should we start guessing? No, no, that's just mean. That's just mean. I was going to ask if we should start guessing what color the pantsuit would be, but I, I won't do that. I won't give away anything if you get the color right. But if I had to guess, I'm going to go with red, white, or blue. Or green. Or yellow. Oh, we are expanding the stage view from the camera. I'm I'm just waiting to bring you Hillary Clinton's concession speech. I feel like Shepard Smith right now, who ran out of things to say. So, yeah. Maybe Hillary will come out. Maybe Hillary will come out and speak. Looking at the numbers again, I'll just review these with you. Went through this in depth in the past hour if you were listening. But uh, Mitt Romney essentially obtained 61 million votes in 2012 and he lost, as we all know. Donald Trump uh, right now is sitting at just under 59 million votes. He'll probably end up right around 59 million votes. So essentially you have Donald Trump winning the election with 2 million votes left, less rather, than what Mitt Romney gathered. Hillary Clinton, 
uh, is also just under 59,000 votes. She's ahead in the popular vote by roughly 60,000 votes right now. She's going to probably end up very close to 59 million votes as well. In 2012, 62.6 million votes for Barack Obama. So, that leaves us uh, with roughly, what is this now? If she gets to 59, that makes it a 3.5 million vote difference. Which means that Democrats stayed home because, one, they were not energized to get out and vote for Hillary. And two, uh, they, they believed the narrative, which I think most of us did, that Hillary had this in the bag. And when you have this notion of, oh, my candidate's going to win, the urgency tends to dissipate. And I, I said this in the last hour, but I believe that if Bernie Sanders had been their candidate, that enthusiasm gap would, I mean, I think that Bernie would have gotten more votes than Obama in 2012. I think it would have been a landslide victory if Bernie Sanders had been the Democratic candidate. I think the numbers tell a story. And I'm not detracting, again, if you miss the show, I'll post a podcast of it. I'm not detracting at all from Donald Trump's win. Donald Trump's win uh, was historic last night, taking Pennsylvania. I think the story that's going to come out of Pennsylvania is going to be the Amish vote. This super PAC went all out working towards the Amish vote. Trump's going to end up winning Pennsylvania by somewhere between 70 and 80,000 votes, probably low 70s. And it is anticipated that up to 69,000 Amish voted yesterday in Pennsylvania. That is huge. And if you see Pennsylvania Amish continue to register and continue to vote, that number is just going to continue to grow and potentially put Pennsylvania in the red column for years to come, depending on, again, the enthusiasm gap, though, because Democrats in Pennsylvania did not show up for Hillary Clinton either. So it's all very intriguing if you are into uh, the political stuff. But uh, I think we're going to play another song while we wait for Hillary here, and then I will figure out uh, if if we'll keep waiting for her or if we need to move on to other things. Let's play Your Grace Still Amazes Me from Steve Green, and let me double-check here, make sure we don't have any update. Nope. There's still no music, though, so it should be, we should have Hillary's concession here in a matter of minutes. Till then, this is Your Grace Still Amazes Me from Steve Green. You're listening to 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. And welcome back. This is our extended morning version of the Frittle Show here on KVXL 101.1 FM. We are still awaiting Hillary's concession speech. The music has officially been turned off in the room where she will be addressing the nation. The crowd is getting quieter by the minute, so presumably we are on the verge of of her making her appearance. We are getting close to about two hours of delay so hopefully this will this will be happening here within the next few moments a few quick things from nevada here while we keep waiting Uh, it was a it was a very good night for democrats in nevada unlike the rest of the country nevada did exactly what pollsters and pundits were predicting nevada went very 
very blue uh, on our ballot questions. Question one on background checks that passed. It was very close on question one, but it did pass. On question two on legalizing marijuana, uh, that passed as well. Uh, Question three on breaking up the energy monopoly, that passed. Question four uh, on on the tax exemption for medical devices that has passed as well the Clark County uh, fuel indexing tax that has also passed so and then you saw uh, Catherine Cortez Masto she will be taking Harry Reid's seat as well as we have uh oh my video feed just cut out looks like somebody ran into the camera I'm trying to whoa. All kinds of stuff happening there. Uh, then you had uh, Congressman Crescent Hardy, who's my Congress, my incumbent congressman, Republican. Uh, he was also defeated by Kuhn. All right, looks like we have some Secret Service by the stage now. So Hillary should be out uh, any moment again. This is our election day coverage here on KVXL of the morning after the election as we await Hillary Clinton's uh, acceptance speech. Let's We're going to play another song and then I think when we return it will be time if not uh, during the song itself. Let's go with, uh, let me see something here. Uh, His Robes for Mine. This is a great song. We'll play His Robes for Mine from Project 10 Men. And then uh, we will cut back in as soon as Hillary takes the stage for her concession speech. The stage has been set up now for about the last half hour. So my thought is that because Paul Ryan came out to do his speech, that now Hillary's camp is just waiting for him uh, to wrap things up, which is actually uh, a smart move. Um uh, Paul Ryan has had some some good lines in his speech. He's, I would say, eating maybe a little bit of humble pie today, as he has not been uh, Trump's biggest supporter by any means. Oh, John Podesta has emerged from behind uh, the curtain over where Hillary will be giving her concession speech. So this should mean that she is coming out uh, momentarily. Paul Ryan saying that uh, Trump's victory was the most incredible thing he has seen in his lifetime. I uh, said that Trump heard from Americans that uh, have been overlooked. He said they don't feel heard and they don't feel represented by those in office. Uh, he said he's spoken with Donald Trump twice in the last 18 hours. He said they're going to hit the ground running and that Trump has earned a mandate. Uh, we have applause beginning over in the room where Hillary will be speaking. So it looks like this is actually going to happen uh, here. Uh, let's see what else from the Ryan speech. Um, that was those were I thought were the big lines so far. Uh, he also don- credited Trump with helping Republicans win in the House and Senate, which was something that many on the right have been concerned about that he would drag down the down ballot uh, tickets. But in places uh, like Pennsylvania, he uh, he helped there with uh, with turnout and ended up with Pat Toomey. Uh, Pat Toomey's victory in Pennsylvania really is just as, if not more, incredible than Donald Trump's. He won by a larger margin by then uh, than Trump did. He is a fantastic conservative center, and it, it is fantastic that he is headed back 
uh, to the Senate. Very crucial that Republicans held on to that seat because that is not an easy seat uh, to win in the swing state of Pennsylvania. Um, let's see. What else? Is there anything else from the Ryan speech here that doesn't look like much? I mean, he also mentioned that Mr. Trump set the perfect tone in his speech last night, which I agree. I think it was Trump's best speech uh, yet. I thought he did a fabulous job with his acceptance speech. He said, uh, Ryan also said this needs to be a time for redemption, not recrimination, which again... um, Yes, for him. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu has recorded a video congratulating Donald Trump. Meanwhile, the Iranian president, Rouhani, is saying that Donald Trump cannot reverse the nuclear deal. Well, we'll we'll see about that now, won't we? Uh, At 12.15 Eastern Time, so about 45 minutes from now, depending on how long Hillary's speech goes, uh, the White House may push this back. But uh, President Obama will be addressing the nation from the Rose Garden. Um, Who else? There was another national figure, or international figure, rather, that I was going to mention. Uh, I can't think of it. But uh, but I thought uh, I thought that was an interesting uh, point. Another interesting tidbit is that Donald Trump outperformed Mitt Romney with Hispanics. Romney took it increased from ten percent to eleven percent. More cheering over from the Clinton camp is happening, but still no appearance from Hillary yet. But again, Podesta is in the room. So we should be getting something any time here. Oh, or maybe perhaps Tim Kaine is coming out first now I'm seeing. So we'll see if it's if it's Kaine is probably going to come out, do the opening remarks, introduce Hillary, and then she will uh she will concede. Uh, the room has been quieted where uh, where Hillary will be speaking. So again, this should be I know I've said this about uh, 500 times in the last 45 minutes. So Hillary Hillary should be speaking at any moment now. Um but again, let's remember and I I addressed this earlier. We'll get into this extensively tomorrow, but our our hope isn't in Donald Trump. Our hope isn't in the GOP maintaining uh, or controlling all every branch of Washington, D.C. government. It wouldn't be the same if Democrats had won and swept last night. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. So we we will get there. It's important that we pray for Trump and for our nation. It's important that we pray someone will be appointed to the Supreme Court probably quickly. We need to pray that we have a constitutionalist who who will interpret the Constitution as written and uh, who will will do what is right and good for our country, who will not attempt to rewrite the Constitution or rewrite history or legislate from the bench. So we need to be in prayer uh, for that. That is one of, I believe, the first things that Trump uh, will be doing. Um, All right. Let's see. I really thought he <laughs> really thought this would be happening. Maybe we're going for a prompt 8:30 starting time. Then we would be exactly uh, two hours late from our original uh, announcement of when we would be doing our concession speech. But uh, we're still still waiting, still waiting. Again, Podesta is there, so we should be getting this soon. At total voter turnout 
in uh in is the lowest since 2000 actually for this election in 2004 uh, almost 61 percent of americans voted in uh, 2008 62 percent in 2012 58.6 percent this year 55.8 percent it's amazing to me that just over half the country votes which means that essentially half the country does not vote your vote is your voice if you don't vote yeah you you don't get to participate in a process that men and women have fought and died for us to have the privilege of participating in and we still don't have uh, hillary on stage yet all right um it's got to be soon right i mean come on it's it's 8:30 Make it a prompt 8.30 speech. I believe Paul Ryan is done. Is done. So there will be nothing now for them to be waiting for. Um, hmm. You know, Hillary had mentioned that we need to have a national dance party after the election was over to help bring the country together. I wonder if that is still her position this morning. Probably not. I mean, okay. Just, just, I'm just thinking randomly now because now I'm just waiting. Just waiting. All right, let's get some, uh, let's go for another song as we continue to wait. Let me look through my library here. How about I'll Fly Away from Michael W. Smith? This is, did you see the Canadian immigration website crashed last night? Yeah, there was a bunch of celebrities that said they were going to leave the country if Donald Trump won. Not sure if that's going to be followed through on or not, but I did find it ironic that the Canadian immigration website crashed during the uh, American election returns last night. So some people wanting to fly away to Canada, but that's not going to solve your problems. Nope. Nope. Canada has their own problems. There's only one answer. His name is Jesus Christ. This is All Fly Away from Michael W. Smith. We're still waiting, waiting for Hillary Clinton to come out and give her concession speech, hopefully happening here within a matter of minutes and or when this song is over. We'll be back. This is KBXL 11.1 FM post-election day coverage. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for being here. Last night, I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our And my apologies. We will have the stream back in just a moment here. Uh, We just cut out, of course, as Hillary took the stage. She was just saying that she called last night to congratulate Donald Trump. The values we share and the vision we hold for our country. But I feel, I feel pride and gratitude for this wonderful campaign that we built together, this vast, diverse, creative, unruly, energized campaign. You represent the best of America, and being your candidate has been one of the greatest honors of my life. disappointed you feel because I feel it too. And so do tens of millions of Americans who invested their hopes and dreams in this effort. 
This is painful, and it will be for a long time. But I want you to remember this. Our campaign was never about one person or even one election. It was about the country we love and about building an America that's hopeful, inclusive, and big-hearted. We have seen that our nation is more deeply divided than we thought. But I still believe in America, and I always will. And if you do, then we must accept this result and then look to the future. Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe him an open mind and the chance to lead. Our constitutional democracy enshrines the peaceful transfer of power. And we don't just respect that, we cherish it. It also enshrines other things, the rule of law, the principle that we are all equal in rights and dignity, freedom of worship and expression. We respect and cherish these values too, and we must defend them. democracy demands our participation, not just every four years, but all the time. So let's do all we can to keep advancing the causes and values we all hold dear. Making our economy work for everyone, not just those at the top. Protecting our country and protecting our planet. And breaking down all the barriers that hold any American back from achieving their dreams. We've spent a year and a half bringing together millions of people from every corner of our country to say with one voice that we believe that the American dream is big enough for everyone, for people of all races and religions, for men and women, for immigrants, for LGBT people, and people with disabilities, for everyone. as citizens is to keep doing our part to build that better, stronger, fairer America we seek. And I know you will. I am so grateful to stand with all of you. I want to thank Tim Kaine and Ann Holton for being our to know them better, and it gives me great hope and comfort to know that Tim will remain on the front lines of our democracy, representing Virginia in the Senate. <laughs> to Barack and Michelle Obama, our country owes you an enormous
for your graceful, determined leadership that has meant so much to so many Americans and people across the world. And to Bill and Chelsea, Mark, Charlotte, Aiden, our brothers and our entire family, my love for you means more than I can ever express. You crisscrossed this country on our behalf and lifted me up when I needed it most, even four-month-old Aiden, who traveled with his mom. I will always be grateful to the creative, talented, dedicated men and women at our headquarters in Brooklyn and across our country. into this campaign. For some of you who are veterans, it was a campaign after you had done other campaigns. Some of you, it was your first campaign. I want each of you to know that you were the best campaign anybody could have ever expected or to the millions of volunteers, community leaders, activists, and union organizers who knocked on doors, talked to neighbors, posted on Facebook, even in secret private Facebook <laughs> sites. I want everybody coming out from behind that and make sure your voices are heard going forward. sent in contributions as small as $5 and kept us going. Thank you. Thank you from all of us. And to the young people in particular, I hope you will hear this. I have, as Tim said, spent my entire adult life fighting for what I believe in. I've had successes and I've had setbacks, sometimes really painful ones. Many of you are at the beginning of your professional, public, and political careers. You will have successes and setbacks, too. This loss hurts, but please never stop believing that fighting for what's right is worth it. Champion. Now, 
know we have still not shattered that highest and hardest glass ceiling, but someday someone will, and hopefully sooner than we might think right now. Never doubt that you are valuable and powerful and deserving of every chance and opportunity in the world to pursue and achieve your own dreams. Finally, I am so grateful for our country, and for all it has given to me. I count my blessings every single day that I am an American. And I still believe, as deeply as I ever have, that if we stand together and work together with respect for our differences, strength in our convictions, and love for this nation, our best days are still ahead of us. As you know, you know, I believe we are stronger together and we will go forward together. And you should never, ever regret fighting for that. You know, scripture tells us, let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So my friends, let us have faith in each other. Let us not grow weary. Let us not lose heart. For there are more seasons to come, and there is more work to do. I am incredibly honored and grateful to have had this chance to represent all of you in this consequential election. May God bless you, and may God bless the United States of America. That, that is it. Donald Trump is the president-elect of these United States. This is 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio, our extended uh, post-election day coverage this morning. Thank you for being here with us. We're going to take you back now to our regularly scheduled programming. We'll have Love Worth Finding coming up at the top of uh, of the hour. A little bit of music until then to get you on your way this Wednesday. Hope to see you in church tonight, 7 p.m., 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. Have a great day, everyone.